0: Welcome back witches, mystics, and artists to love, lust, and magic. Today, I got to interview the illustrious artist Gabriella Rosie, who brought so much big creatrix energy to this conversation. She is a multimedia artist who works in fine art through illustrations and paintings. She makes ceramics, she makes oracle cards, she teaches others how to tap into the infinite well of their creativity. And she is someone who truly lives her art from a place of. Of true authentic alignment and integrity to her soul and to her creativity she is so devoted to expressing herself and is such a well of wisdom and such a wonderful resource for anyone out there who is looking to live a life that isn't, you know, the standard nine to five, like working all day for somebody else's life. She is a full-time artist. And through all her work, there is this energy of joy and of play and of and of obsession. And in this conversation, we talk about all of these themes, about what it means to live a life radically aligned with yourself, how to be disciplined in your own creativity, and so much more. So I hope you enjoy this conversation between this, the two Gabriellas and Gabriella Rosie, hello to you, gorgeous and expansive creatrix. You are a fine artist, a deck creator, a visual vixen, a podcast host, and a baddie bombshell guiding others into becoming the artist of their dreams. Can you tell us where your journey with art began?
1: Oh my God. What a goddess. <laughs> um, oh my God, my journey of art. I don't know. I feel like. I mean, I feel like everybody is just creative to their core. Like, the way Mm. I see it is, as humans, we are just all innately creative. And I think maybe certain people, like, I don't know, want to lean into that more or want to express that more. But I feel like, since I was a baby is my answer, basically. Mm. Like, I've just always felt, I've always enjoyed making stuff and always lean towards whether it's like sewing my clothes or drawing or whatever it was when I was younger like it's just always been just what I do you know
0: yeah I love it how did you like what was the first artistic medium that became your muse because I feel like one of the things about your art specifically is like you are you encompass so many different expressions of Like, of art, like you have so many different mediums. Like, you're a painter and an illustrator. You have decks, you create videos. You recently took up ceramics and make these beautiful mugs. Like, do you have a childhood memory of like being like painting or drawing? Or was there like one that you fell in love with that kind of like made you claim the title of artist? Definitely just keeping a sketchbook. Uh, That's
1: been like the, Mm. the, that has gone through my entire life you know just and I think because of the accessibility of that like all you need is like some paper and some pens or whatever tools you have so whether I've been traveling or whether I was younger I've always just been obsessed with journaling but also like I'd illustrate my journals and draw the things that I was doing or the things I was dreaming about and if I look at pretty much everything that I create now you know it's the thing of what people say of whatever you do now or whatever you want to do as a grown-up as an adult you can always stem it back to what you was doing when you was younger yeah and I see that so much in you know whether it's like the concepts that go into my decks or the things that I draw on like the ceramic pieces they're all kind of the same thing that I've always been Doodling and sketchbooking, like when I was a teenager in my bedroom. Now I just get to do it in kind of bigger, more playful ways.
0: Oh, I love it. And I have to ask, what is your sun, moon, and rising?
1: Oh, okay. So my sun <laughs> is Taurus, and then my moon and rising above vega
0: Oh my God! You are such an earthly goddess. I know, I love girl. It. The, my whole chart. I'm I'm terrible at
1: remembering it, but like my all of my signs, like 80% of my signs are earth signs. I'm an earth. Oh bitch. my gosh! I'm <laughs>
0: the exact opposite. I have like my like uranus and neptune which are like outer planets that don't affect you much and like earth signs and then everything else is water and air so i just feel like i have to like use a lot of weed and wear red to balance out the lack of earth and fire (laughs) in me (laughs) but i love love it i feel like one of the things i admire so much about you is your discipline like there's such a narrative that artists are chaotic and have no structure in their lives but one of the things i resonate so deeply with you and your work is that you share this idea that discipline is what allows us to be creative and like have mm-hmm. something like i know in my own life like having structure or like quote unquote like you know like the idea of like the masculine allowing like the intuitive watery feminine to like flow through and i feel like you have such a good job or you do such a good job of balancing like discipline with just like expansive creativity so how did you like recognize that and implement that into your own life
1: do you know what it is I think it's just been this kind of unlearning what we're told discipline is on maybe yeah. not even what we're told but just like the general approach to it like so much of the, the normal kind of life path is discipline is never really something we choose. It's something mm-hmm. that like, you have to go to school and you have to do these subjects. And th- this is when your assignments are due, you have to go to work and this is the time you're told to go in. This is the time you're told to go on lunch. Like everything is put upon us and yeah. definitely for me, like even when I went full time in my own business, like a few years ago, I it became so obvious like how this relationship with structure and discipline felt like it was something I was so used to it being something that's imposed on to me and I'm mm-hmm. so interested to see hear about your relationship with this as well um but I was you know full-time in my business doing the thing that I wanted to do and I could feel myself wanting to rebel against myself being yeah. like okay now I get to do whatever I want all day but I would be like, well, no, I'm not, I I'd put something in my calendar and be like, well, no, I'm not going to sit down and work at that time. Why should I? I'm <laughs> like yeah. having this weird back and forth with myself, but it was because I was so used to having things enforced on me and, and you know, being the, wanting to always be the rebel and not <laughs> wanting to like abide by authority figures. When mm-hmm. I removed those, you know in in as much as a way as you can and i was able to be like okay i'm only i'm only responsible for myself i still mm-hmm. have that habit of rebelling and it's been such a unlearning allowing myself to really realize the luxury it is that i get to mm-hmm. spend my time doing the things that i want and i think this mm-hmm. can relate to whether you have whether you are full time in what you're doing mm-hmm. or if you have like a couple of hours to do it, I think it's such a thing where we can feel so overwhelmed and almost like feel frustrated by being like, I'm going to create on the weekend at this time. And then you go and sit down at that time and there's something in you that wants to <laughs> rebel against it. Yeah, But for me, like understanding even the concept of productivity and like, how can I do as much as I can can possibly do when that's tied to doing things I want to do and creating things that I want to spend my life creating it comes from such a loving and enthusiastic and energized place Mm -hmm. and it's this constant journey of like getting out of my own way to realize what a gift it is to be able to be disciplined doing literally the things that you want to do
0: I love that so much and so much of that resonates with me as somebody who's also like worked for themselves and is an Aquarius so like I authority figures and doing what people tell me absolutely the fuck not like even if you're telling me to do the thing that I was gonna do and wanted to do if you're telling me to do it I don't want to do it anymore so I kind of and I like hadn't even thought about it as like rebelling against ourselves when we set ourselves like these structures that's such an interesting like and real way to look at it so I guess like my next question is like what does your current like practice or relationship with discipline look like in terms of like your artistic process like can you maybe walk us through like a a normal day for you um i don't know that i (laughs) have such a normal
1: day because i'm Mm -hmm. again i'm like sure you relate there's always like a bunch of different things that i'm doing Mm -hmm. um and as much as i was thinking about this the other day actually i was like I feel so hesitant to talk about morning routines and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't have a morning routine. And then I was like, well, actually I kind of do the same thing every single morning. Yes. So I just have a morning routine. I'm just, re- again, the rebels coming out and I'm yeah. refusing to call it that, yeah. um, for me, it's really, I really, um, put a lot of importance on taking care of myself physically, yeah. um, mm because i just feel like that primes me to feel really good in like a mental and physical space so getting out and moving in the morning i love to do a good workout i love to kind of structure my day with some kind of movement so at the start of my work day and the end of my work day i will do some whether it's like going and do a weight session or going and pole dancing or going for a walk like some kind of movement to physically move and i think a lot of that is because so much of what we can do as creatives is about like mostly just like sitting down and working on something and being really focused in it and it can take you out of your body so much and for me i'm like i want to feel alive i want to feel physically in my body i want to feel alert i want to use my body throughout my days Mm -hmm. um but then in terms of, I guess, you know, going through the tasks at hand, going through the things that I want to create, um, I try to have a key one to two key things that I want to create mm-hmm. that day and feel that satisfaction of creating them. But I, I love, love to write like a ridiculously long to-do list that I will <laughs> never be able to finish just mm-hmm. to be like aspirational to do the thing, you know, I can't remember who says this, but there's a writer who says to like finish off on a a good note. So the next day, you know where to pick off.
0: I, I feel that. like that kind of,
1: I use my to-do list in that kind of way. And again, like relieve the pressure of being like, I didn't do enough. I make it really mm-hmm. easy for myself to feel accomplished and to feel I love that. motivated in what I'm doing.
0: I love that. And that's super similar kind of to like my work as well. Like, i like i can get overwhelmed if i have like a lot of different tasks to do or like a lot of different parts of my you know job and business so i feel like yeah like having like one to two like main things is like helps me not feel like overwhelmed and then you're like yeah like i did all the things and you feel good but like i love that you're constantly striving for growth and evolution and i love the idea of or that you practice this idea of like embodiment of being in your body like throughout your day because like art and writing it's all like very it's obviously coming from this place of like your heart and but it's still very cerebral because you are you know there does take discipline to sit down and do it create like prep your content whatever it is so I love that kind of balance of like the of the head and heart of moving the body of like feeling the art of being like taking care of yourself and I just I think that's such a beautiful way to kind of like structure your day and also like make it joyful and fun which is something that I feel like you do so well like you are so joyous in sharing what you create you bring such an energy of like Play to that and I just yeah I guess my question is like how do those energies play into like the work that you create is that something that's intentional or do you think it's something that just comes from like like you said the luxury of being able to make the things you want and prioritizing feeling good
1: I think it's both like yeah we like we feel when someone is enthusiastic about what they're doing it it goes into every single thing that they create And it just, I don't know, it turbocharges it. It adds a different energy to it. So I'm definitely, you know, I know how it feels to sit down and work and feel anxious and feel like I've got to get this done and and try and push myself in that way. And I know how it feels to sit down and work and be really excited to, and like enthusiastic to make the thing. And, you know, like going through the experience of both of those things, it's so much more effective to be enthusiastic and to feel joyful about what you're creating. And I mean, that's a lot easier said than done to just be like, just be enthusiastic about what you're doing. But <laughs> I think you you learn, right? Like you get to know yourself and get to know what creates enthusiasm for you, whether that is like certain rituals or certain habits. But I think a lot of it has to do with choosing the right things actually Mm -hmm. choosing the things you want to do which again like can seem a lot simpler than it is but especially when it comes to creating things we can feel like we have to do things that will be quote-unquote successful or that there's already proof of you know people wanting or people enjoying in the world but I really think it's each of our individual job to create in our own way and creating our own expression and the purest easiest way to do that is to strengthen the ability to be like, what is my perspective? What is the thing I am turned on by excited by want to, want to share on and create and delve into deeper. And really, the more I create it's about going deeper into that feeling and something that I've really been playing with a lot of the last, Few months really in a really big way is letting go of the fear of being too much and being like oh my god am I talking about this thing too much am I posting about this thing too much is it off-putting to be this obsessed with something you know not trying to hold myself back or dim myself down especially Mm -hmm. around doing a lot of things you know there's so much around niching down and picking one thing and being an expert of one thing and i just know from you know personal experience that that is not the strategy that's going to work for me so instead yeah. of trying to force myself into that mold or trying to restrict myself i'm really leaning into this practice of being like well what if i just let myself you know, write as much as I want to write or create as many of this thing when the energy's there to do it and, and really stop doing this. I think we can just hold our enthusiasm and energy back more yeah. so than we obviously have to.
0: I love that. I love that energy of being obsessed and like being inspired is like, it's the greatest feeling ever. And I know for myself, oh, like it. I was just talking about this on another podcast. Like I know that like, I'm not in the best place mental health wise when I'm not feeling inspired so Mm -hmm. I love that and I love that you're you know obsessed with growing and transforming and like you're obsessed with being obsessed with what you're obsessed about it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) Um, what's your biggest advice to an artist who's kind of like looking to make a shift and find like to step more fully guess into their power and be obsessed with something like where would you suggest they start?
1: I would say to follow the things that are inspiring you and it doesn't have to have anything to do with what you think you should be inspired by. And so what I mean by that is like right now I am obsessed with watching like these kind of mostly like 80s like femme fatale movies and like reading these kind of stories around like crazy women there's no like direct way that that makes it's not like a core source of inspiration you know I'm not sitting watching these movies with a notepad being like okay this is this is going to go into my work and this is I think when we're like hungry for inspiration especially if you're coming from a place of feeling very feeling kind of like creatively stuck, feeling a little bit uninspired, then Mm -hmm. we can have this almost like frantic need to be like, I need something to like recharge me. I need something to fill me up. And then we can get too locked in and thinking, okay, this is going to work into the things I create in this Mm -hmm. really specific way. When instead, I feel like we should let ourselves go really, really broad and just be like, I'm into this type of movies right now. So I'm going to let myself go down a rabbit hole of watching all of these and then, like, I don't know, researching like the cinematographers of them or whatever it is that tends you on about the specific thing. But letting yourself like freely follow your where your natural inspiration is. And that might be just like you. Or hyperfixating on a certain album or something, and you might want to learn everything about how that was created. Yeah. I think when we free ourselves to be inspired by anything, it allows us to create something that's actually adding to the world that actually is unique mm. and gets us to understand ourselves. Because you know, if you're making something and you're like, if you're making a deck and you're only look at, looking at all the other decks in the world. Yeah. you are limiting your Mm -hmm. scope and your ability Mm -hmm. to make something different so much yeah it's like look at movies look at music look at whatever it is that you feel drawn to and go down a
0: few (laughs) wikipedia holes and see where you end up oh i'm obsessed i love it i love it and also like you used the word luxury in the beginning of this interview and that's my word of the year for 2024 and Yay. femme fatale kind of like aesthetics, archetypes is also like one of my big inspirations for this year. So I, I just love it. I love seeing you like ride the, the inspiration wave and I just feel like thought resonates so deeply with my own work obviously like I'm not a visual artist in the same way but like I know for myself like when I become super obsessed with the topic like it was at the beginning of the pandemic it was about goddesses and goddess history and just like reading all these books and like watching Gaia videos and YouTube videos and later on it was like sex magic and like I ended up writing about books about both of those things just like naturally and I feel like you know like when you're in a creative process or when you're in this like place of creating something for you know writing a book it's like it's like at least a year before you are going to see it published so it's like i feel like it becomes a container like i feel like whatever book i'm writing becomes like the kind of container in which i like experience my life and see it like through that lens and yeah like it doesn't have to directly be connected like but the things that are like turning me on turning my heart on like inspiring me naturally like later on will feed into something i'm creating whether like in a way that you know you don't anticipate so i just i love that and i love the the kind of current you know obsessions you have right now do you have any good femme fatale movie recommendations that you've seen recently that you like
1: oh my god i wrote like a huge List of them that I've been like (laughs) working through. Let let me see if I can find it. But I wanted to say, like, you are totally, like, I see you as such uh, a visualized, like, the way you create such a specific aesthetic that you're able to share. Like, you can see that might not directly, like, when someone's sitting and reading one of your books, obviously that's not necessarily like directly on the pages, but people are drawn to you because of the whole world that you build around something. And I think because you, as you said, like let yourself submerge into the inspirations, the the kind of what, build this whole world around it. Like I'm obsessed with world building when it comes to creating Mm. something of thinking like, if I'm making this thing, like what room does it exist in? And what's the soundtrack? And like, what candle is burning? Like making this whole world for people to, get the product or the finished piece of art and that's just like a little ticket to submerge into that world like you do that so brilliantly
0: i'm oh, blushing thank you so much gabriella that means everything and i really appreciate you seeing that i've i'm like oh my i have an aquarius and scorpio stellium which are both fixed signs so i just like i i I am such like a niche girly but it's expanding you know I'm trying trying new things but I definitely like I I I appreciate that because I yeah I love a good aesthetic and I to be seen by you in that light means a lot and I also love the idea of like world building like that like of thinking of those specifics like that is such a helpful way to kind of like um like not manifest, but to like alchemize something from nothingness into the real world because you're like bringing in all of these different elements. Like that's such a such a beautiful way of kind of experiencing experiencing and expressing something that's like going to be birthed.
1: It's one of my favorite things to do. Like if I'm working on like one specific project, I will make like a playlist that I will listen to every time I'm doing it. I'll have like a set candle that I will Mm -hmm. burn and it it's really helpful in like a very logistical way because you know if a certain scent can just bring you into a certain mood Mm -hmm. and especially if you're jumping between creating a bunch of things it's a really good way to kind of be like this is the mode this is the kind of energy that I want to be in let me put this playlist on and it it just ripples out and it's easier I find it easier to kind of get into the zone the feeling that I want to be in to to feed into that project and you know for the most part like nobody knows what the playlist is or what particular like candle I've been burning but like even if it's a tool just for yourself like it just makes things more fun
0: yeah I love Mm -hmm. that so much and I feel like that is such um it's like a spell like you're literally like picking correspondences so when you're like manifesting this art and like bringing it into the real world and like actually doing the spell work like you have this like specific ritual space set up just for that thing like that is so That's such a cool way of of working with art and i think that's going to be such a helpful recommendation for people who are like you know like us that are doing a million things at once and love it because monotony monotony is death and if i had to do the same thing every day i would just work a corporate job and my soul would die slowly so (laughs) (laughs) um i also love the idea that you're at least i saw that you are creating a thousand mugs this year is that still happening it is happening, but I'm like, dude, who did I think I was? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Like, You're I knew Gabriel when I it. set that goal, it's absolutely the most ridiculous goal. Like, if you look at people who like, where I can like, I have a full time ceramic studio, they will probably make like a thousand pieces in a year, and I'm like doing this thing as a beginner, like I want to make a thousand pieces. Um, But I just like, like, that's the kind of thing that Mm -hmm. I get excited by, like, setting the most ridiculous, audacious goals and being like, I don't know, if I shoot to that, at least I'll get further than if I didn't shoot for it. Like, it feels like an exciting thing. Um, Definitely. And my goal is really to just, I just want to get better. Like, I love, I took my first ceramics class, like, probably, like, almost a year ago to the day. And... I just love it. Like, it's so fun. That is definitely like effy bitch stuff coming out with that. I'm just like playing with clay and playing in debt for hours. Yeah. But yeah, it's such a meditative practice. And I think as soon as I started, I was like, I just want to get really good at this. Like I want to yeah. build the skill of doing this really well. And, you know, I first, like many people, got interested in ceramics from watching, um, Seth Rogan's journey of doing ceramics. Oh, I love him. Like love, it's so fucking cute. But I think, you know, as adults, we are so, we so very rarely are like, let ourselves be a beginner at something. Mm-hmm. And I think like watching someone who is like such an established person who's such, you know, really like prolific in his writing and everything that he does be like, I just want to learn this thing For the fun of it and I'm okay being shitty at it but then I'm gonna get really good at it just because I'm it's that thing you know what we've been talking about like when you're obsessed with something when you're devoted to something it's only natural that you get really good at it and it feels really it feels really good to see your skills grow and and have it not be in a way that you feel pressure around it but like it's just the natural thing that everything you make is a little bit easier and a little bit better than the last thing. And I think we can almost, especially in the creative world, get a bit scared around, you know, wanting to improve even, or wanting to be like, I want to be really good at this.
0: Mm -hmm. That
1: almost seems like it's too like athlete mode rather than artist mode. I think we can be Oh, I in the past can be a little bit too gentle on myself and I like the idea of being like no I want to get really good at this
0: yeah and doing you it know? from a place of like playing and curiosity and just like to witness your own growth in a way that's like Holy like you can see because like I feel like you know for myself with like writing it's like I obviously like I can look back at my old books and my old writing and like see my growth but like there's it's not such a clear metric as something like Like ceramics or for myself, like pole. Like I remember when I was starting pole, like it was like the same energy that I had when I had a crush. Like I would have dreams about it and like I got like, right. I had like that crush energy and it was like amazing. I'm like, I never need a man again. Like I can just transmute all this energy to like a new a new hobby where like I can actually see myself getting better because like, you know, illustration and stuff like there, I feel like it's because it's more of a visual medium. There is like a little bit more clear growth, but like with pottery, yeah. like you can literally see yourself like getting better and it's not because you know like i know you're selling your mugs but it's still it's not like you're like okay i'm gonna quit everything and open up a ceramic studio and that's it which obviously if you did i'm sure you'd be successful but it's like you're growing for the sake of learning something and allowing yourself to just like enjoy the process which is like so beautiful i feel like um you know especially like i've seen this kind of with like it's different, but like in the kind of like witchy space, a lot of people during the pandemic were like, oh, like I want to become like a witchy influencer and make money and like do this thing. And it's like, you don't actually have to like make your hobbies, uh, something that like makes you money. Like you can just, do them to enjoy and like you're allowed to just have fun with it and bleep be playful and like i one of the truths that i really feel is like play and wonder and awe are what keep us from being miserable adults like nurturing that inner child and like i grew up like in high school and stuff doing like we had some wheels but it was mostly like hand building but i like took a bunch of story mix classes and was like an ap sculpture and like whatever but it was just it just so fucking fun to just get your hands dirty and i feel like especially as like a triple earth sign like Mm -hmm. that is so your element to just be like in it and connecting to like the earth through this like beautiful medium she gives us and just like enjoying the process and like i feel like with clay too it's like you know it's it really is kind of like an emotional regulator like if you're anxious or nervous like your hand's not going to be steady and you're not going to be able to like build up the clay like it's just such a beautiful way to kind of like get yourself centered and use your physical hands like make something so i love that i love that reminder that like it's okay to suck at something like it does not mean it's a moral failing and actually like it's really sick to like be an adult and have the chance to like do something new
1: oh my god yeah like the the like you can feel how you're really feeling when you're like, Oh, my hand, I'm, it's, I'm finding it really difficult to keep my hand stable today. Yeah. I'm, you can't focus on anything else, right? Apart from what's in front of you. And I feel like, um, with Paul and with dance, I love that in such a, it's the same way, but it's a different way because yeah. for the most part, like there's no result at the end of it like yeah, with ceramics exactly. or with painting or something you like he was saying like you have something at the end to be like i made this thing and here it is whereas when you're dancing it literally you're just creating in the moment for the sake of creating and maybe by yourself and maybe there's like a few other people there but like if you're not there in that moment like you've missed it like that moment's finished you've missed the creating i mean i take videos sometimes but (laughs) you know like it's such a pure form of expression and Hmm that feeling of wanting to improve it and and feeling yourself improve it, like the satisfaction is literally in you just doing the thing in that moment. And that is, yeah, it's a very rare thing that we do as adults in the world of like, just do something purely for the moment of doing it.
0: Yeah, it's so hard. And I feel like that, like it comes back to like being present, being present in what you're creating or for dance, like being present in your body. And it's like, I have been um, a child of social media since I was like 14, like over half my life Mm -hmm. at this point. So it's like, and I love it. Like social media is the reason that I can like afford shit because I, you know, like that's how I got my fucking first book deal and my, all my stuff. But like, and I love posting and creating, but at the same time, like I have to very regularly like take a few days off from social media week to just rewire my brain, be present and like, those are the moments when I'm like reading in the bathtub and just like immersed in a Whoa. book or just like dancing or tapping or like doodling or coloring. Like it just, it's, yeah, I feel like any anytime that we can allow ourselves to be present and just like allow what comes out to come out. It's like, it's such a gift and like not having the, the pressure of perfection, like stopping us from creating, like it's, it's hard, but it's so important.
1: Yeah. Not having to have like a, like something shifts, right? When you're using social media as like your job or part of your mm-hmm. job, as much as we can try and be like, you know, we want to be entirely just ourselves and make it easy to to post stuff by not filtering ourselves. Like at the end of the day, we are using it with a purpose. So everything mm-hmm. we do is going to be like an aspect of ourselves or like a mm-hmm. portion of ourselves. And just to be able to remember that, like, there is so much more to us yeah. that we can just explore that we don't have to share online. And I think a lot of the language in around like even being yourself on the internet or being authentic, which is such like an overused buzzword now, mm-hmm. it seems as if it's like this, um, that we have to share the entirety of ourselves to be yeah. authentic. Yeah. And that's just literally not the truth for all.
0: Yeah, I was literally gonna say that. I was about to say like, I like who you see on the internet is like who I actually am, but you're not seeing all of me. You're seeing a part of yeah. myself that I intentionally share because like, I feel like I I've talked about this before like I was a chronic overshare with like everything on the internet and as I've gotten older and like matured into my Scorpio moon like I just know the power of keeping things private of keeping things just for me and it's like it is a balance but like just because I don't share everything doesn't mean that I'm not being authentic like actually like offering what feels right and keeping to myself what is like mine allows me to be more intentional and like be an even like more productive or just like a more aligned version of who I am online because like I have things that are just for me and like as I've gotten older I've just felt like whether that's like writing something or creating something it's just like it's it feels really good to just have stuff that's like separate
1: yeah and I feel like it helps me do a better job of being a person on the internet as well. Like knowing what is, and like, basically knowing my own boundaries of what I do and don't want to share and allowing myself to, to hold those boundaries and and to have things that, you know, we do this in in our normal relationships and in normal life anyway, like who you Mm -hmm. are with your family is not the same person that you are with different friend groups like yeah. we show up in different ways naturally um and to expect everything of ourselves to just whoever whoever like happens to come across our social media is crazy like literally that's crazy.
0: i think about that all the time too i'm like of course i'm not going to be acting like the same way I am around my family as I am around like my girlfriends like I'm not gonna ever talk to my parents like that like thank god because like that would be not not great for my personal (laughs) mental health and boundaries you know like and I feel like there's I mean at least for me like I don't know I don't I my I just forgot what I was gonna say. Um, but one of the things I love too is that you have like these different communities of of like artists of artists, of artists and creatives. Um called it's called the Creatrix Coven. Am I is that correct? Did I make yes, yeah amazing? Can you tell us about that?
1: Absolutely. So Creatrix Coven, like my Creatrixes, are like my little babies. Aww. I love this space so much and I feel like you know, as a lifelong creative and loving the resource of the internet. Yeah. Like growing up, like finding the internet, finding people like back in the day when everyone just had their blogs and like being able to find people who were making things or like were wearing cool outfits or interested in the same thing was so exciting and it continues to be so exciting but what i really missed and i think especially again like from going like full time and and working in my house by myself most days is like that community element of being a creative and being able to have conversations with people who get it and you know i live in the suburbs of like the gold coast on australia there's not that many people who necessarily like see the world like me or like obsessed with the same things as me and so it's great to be able to create this space online where I can where we can have like these conversations and, and talk with people who are obsessed with creating things and who are making their own things and you know I get off these calls with everybody and hearing about their projects and being able to help them out with them and like I just feel so enthusiastic afterwards and you know people leave the calls being like I made so much stuff that day I felt excited about my ability to create things and yeah I think as much as social media is fucking gorgeous there is like a need or I definitely felt this need to have something that was a little bit more private a little bit more like close-knit where we can have those deeper actual conversations not just like in the comment section like an actual like
0: conversation
1: with people where you can relate with them and like you know there's so much I feel like there's been a turn lately against social media and like the only reason I can have those create that space for those deeper conversations around creativity in the coven is because you know social media is the first thing that brings us together and then we can go down and condense deeper into this little private offspring but like we need to kind of seek out those places
0: yeah definitely i love that so much and i feel the same way like that's why there's certain things like i'll tease about on social media but like if you want to read it's either going to be like on patreon or like something like that like i haven't done this in a while but i was hosting a sex magic discussion circle and like obviously you know it's a little it's similar where it's like there's just not a lot of spaces especially for women and people who are not cis men to like talk about sex magic and like talk about like what it's like and like what it's like with other people who are also like not cis men. So having that space, like I, I feel the same way, like I would leave it and I'm just like, wow, like I'm so grateful to like, ha- like be a part of this conversation, much less facilitate it. Cause it's like something that I wish that I, had So like I'm creating it. And I feel like that is such a huge thread in the work that you share on social media. It's like the message, one of the beautiful messages you share because there's an abundance and a plethora is this idea of like, if there's something that you want, like create it. And I guess yeah. my question is, what is that like, how does that look like for you? And what are the things that you created that you like longed for?
1: Yeah, this idea of, um, Creating what you wish existed is that's definitely like a core obsession of mine, yeah. like core driver. And I think, you know, really we're all doing that naturally. And I think it's the ability to lean into that and to use that as your guiding force to be like, okay, well, what would I have wanted a few years ago? What would have really helped me out? Or what would I have wanted when I was younger? Or you know, if, if if I'm doing a painting or something, I'm like, what is the painting I literally want to hang on my wall in my house right now? Mm. And like letting that be the voice you listen to. And I think when we lean into that, we actually can create things that are more of service to other people because we're not filtering ourselves down or limiting ourselves. Like the way I see it is when we have an idea and if we're trying to, if we have this this, feeling, this like surge of an idea. And we see all these, I see all these colors of something. I see, I feel like how it feels to have that thing in your world. But then if I start to think, okay, is this marketable? Like who are the people yeah. who are going to buy this thing? What do they want? I don't know what anybody wants apart from myself. You know, yeah. that's the clearest um, lens that I have of the world. So the best job I think I can do of creating something that is valuable and offers something different to the world is letting myself lean into the ability to know what it is that I like and to continually explore what that is and, and let myself follow those cues that come up naturally. And what I've really found is when I do that and, and, you know, get really specific with what I'm creating, then I'm able to, it's able to resonate with people a lot more deeply than on things when I look back in the past and maybe I've made something that I can see. I was like, oh, this is the thing that works. Mm -hmm. It didn't 100% feel like me and it didn't hit as hard because I wasn't able to really clarify the message of it, clarify who it was for and how it felt. Like, I really think we it's such a skill to be able to tune into your own voice and to trust that as a valuable indicator of like what is good like that's ultimately what taste is and it's our ability to act on our taste
0: oh i love that so much do you have like a favorite thing right now to create
1: oh my god um (laughs) oh that's such a ridiculously hard question (laughs) it shouldn't be um i'm really excited about painting right now i took A break from painting a lot, um, and I feel like that's also been a thing of feeling like you know that story of I should niche down, I should pick one thing, but letting myself be that I can be too much, I can be all the things mm-hmm. is as letting myself kind of go all in on an energy of something as and when it comes up. So right now I'm like, okay, I want to paint like an entire collection of things. I want to get these things out into the world. So I'm going to let myself go deep into it, paint all the things. And I'm like, okay with with maybe if after I paint this collection, if I don't paint for months or a year again, because I know I'll be cycling through, you know, who like that freedom to be like, maybe I'll be making a card deck. In a couple yeah. months, so maybe I'll be working on another thing, um, but let myself go all in with what it is at the moment. And right now, I'm really loving painting and illustrating and doing those kind of visual things that I create.
0: Oh, I love it so much. And I just you really are such like a multimedia, multidisciplinary artist and creatrix because you also like share so much of your knowledge with your courses. And I know that you just released like a week long free course and you have other stuff on the way. So what is like what please plug all the things and also what is it like (laughs) for you to create that kind of content versus something like, you know, like painting?
1: Yeah, I think with with courses and with writing or with, you know, my podcast or YouTube videos that I'm getting really excited about making now as well, that is really me speaking to my, you know, my younger self or me a few years ago and knowing, like, god what did i just need to hear or what is the like yeah. actual tangible logistic things that i needed to learn and that in itself like making all of these resources running like the creatrix covered, that is very much creating what i wish existed when you know i was working my job that i so desperately wanted to quit in order to make, like create all of these ideas that i had and I think, you know, if we learn these things and we learn lessons and if you're somebody who wants to share them, then the internet is a great tool for that. So I love, even like, I just love speaking about creativity as well. Yeah. Like I do this endlessly to people in real life who I'm sure like don't give a shit about it. So like <laughs> being able to have um, a place online, whether that is through my podcast or through my Courses or membership like being able to have an outlet for me to submerge into that obsession and then have that help people like help them see themselves as creatives more clearly just feels beautiful like feels like the biggest luxury.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And I feel like that goes back to what you're saying, like creating the things you were, you wish were out in the world, like sharing what you wish you knew. And I love that idea of like you speaking to like younger you. That's such a beautiful way yeah. of expressing <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, One of the things I feel like you do, too, is like you are an artist, but your life is also your art. Like you live your art. And I just like want to however you answer this question is perfect. Like, how do you live your art? And does that like resonate with you? And if so, what does that mean for you? Oh, my God. Yes. So much. I have a um, sticker that I made that's on
1: like my mirror right behind me that says I'm a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. and I think this feeling of... I like just this experience of deciding that everything you do is your art and everything mm. you do is your expression it's that well building thing right of like choosing yeah. okay like I'm a grown person if I like want to decorate my house in this way if I want to dress in this way I can create all of that and I really think you know creativity is like manifesting like that is mm-hmm. manifesting like our active ability to manifest things is our ability to create them mm-hmm. and you know i really see it as like if you if you approach anything with this kind of creative and artful energy like you can be making a cup of a cup of coffee and yeah. if you do that in a way that you it's about presence right that's ultimately what it is like if you approach making a cup of coffee and like you're like I'm gonna make this so artfully so when I drink it for myself or I give it to mm. someone else like there's that element of like presence that's gone into the process of creating it you've put a little bit of extra energy and time into it it doesn't have to be like huge, huge things, but I think when I am aware that I'm going through my days and I'm treating my life as my art form, it feels so good. And, you know, even talking about doing these things for like our younger selves, I think so much about my nieces and being like an example for them and being able to show them that, you don't have to do life a certain kind of way. You can actually create whatever kind of life you want and whatever way you present and share yourself with the world can be something you create as well. So having that as like, there's like a core inspiration of being an example mm. to, yes, to like the younger people you know, but also like, you know, when you're in like a coffee shop or you see somebody and you're like, they just have a style and the energy yeah. about them that can inspire you so much. Yeah. Like we don't know how much we are impacting the people who like just casually walk by us. They might be like, who is that? Like they are giving something that is energizing me. I think we have so much more power to impact and influence people than we realize in the most beautiful ways. And a lot of that comes down to just how we feel and how we show up as we move around our lives. And yeah. that to me is like living as an art form. Like what? Yeah. what's your version of that?
0: I feel the same. I feel like for me, it's just like, I feel like it's really just like, doing whatever the fuck you want that like resonates with you and like going all in like for me like i have like four colors that i wear and like i surround myself with those colors and like yes. i really find like a lot of power in like naming my aesthetic or like naming things like that helps me like create a container for what mm. for like what i want and for like what i'm kind of manifesting and i just yeah like i was actually gonna ask you that like if you had to describe your like life is art like give it a name what would it be like for me like one of the it, like the aesthetic that i keep coming back to or the expression of my space that i and myself i come back to is venusian dungeon because i feel like it kind of I encompasses my vibe you know what i mean so like do you have like how would you describe like your artistic life and artistic are I don't know my words are getting jumbled now (laughs) I don't
1: know I need to I need to think about that I think it it definitely is like the big creatrix energy like this idea of being a creatrix and what you know the images that that conjures for me is definitely something that you know like my house is that the way that I like dress and stuff feels like that like my version of that to me um But yeah, I don't know. I want to play around with that because I I like the idea of that. I also feel like I can get a bit, I don't ever want to like box myself in or pick an aesthetic, but I do like the idea of playing around with like, oh, this month I'm going to like be this aesthetic and this month I'm going to try this thing, but
0: definitely i do feel like like i'm obsessed with like all the shots of like your coffee table and your books and like you really have like you do have such like a defined personal style and aesthetic and like you know like obviously that translates like branding like you have such clear like a clear vision and i i love it i love seeing all of like your coffee like today you posted like or i guess it was maybe yesterday for you i don't time is fake but you posted (laughs) like this beautiful like iced coffee and like all your cards and it was just like it just i i love that like yeah when your life is art and it's like just everything is beautiful it's just like it inspires you to like keep making things that are beautiful and keep resonating in that, in that beauty. And, um, Thank you know, you. I love that. I, I mean, I love it. yeah,
1: I think it's about like letting yourself surround yourself with the stuff that you actually like, yeah, like, definitely especially when it comes to style and like decorate in your home. Like this is like a, a pet peeve of mine is, you know, when you see people's, I don't want to I don't want to shame anyone but like when you see <laughs> stuff and it just like looks like it came out of a catalog or it looks like yeah. it's a a, tr- a trend that is yeah. outside of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. What I want to see is like you know when you think about like the way artists dress like in the yep. most like stereotypical ways we're going to think about people who like live very eccentric lives and like their homes are filled with all of the things they specifically love, not because it's a trend or not because like this color goes with that color, but it's like they are their specific colors they're obsessed with Mm -hmm. or they're the books that they actually read. Like letting ourselves be pulled towards the things that we just enjoy. I think you don't have to think about, what your style is or what your aesthetic is it's just like a collection of the things you're obsessed with and the way you put them together creates your aesthetic
0: yeah I love that I think that's such a beautiful way of expressing it and I feel like that goes back to what you were saying before how we can like inspire people without knowing it like I really feel like for me like one of my and I feel like this is probably it's the same for you it's like one of my core beliefs and values is like living my truth and like being who i am and expressing who i am like i think like the act of like expressing myself and like sharing that is like one of the most important things you can do because like life is a gift and none of us are promised another day and to be yourself and like to be safe enough and to be an environment where you can be yourself is such a gift and i feel like people people can feel when things are aligned and authentic and not like a you know like buzzword term like in a a real way that like when you're um, in integrity and you're living your life because it's who you are it naturally just inspires other people to do the same like people are drawn to that and it gives other permission it gives permission to other people to like fully be themselves and I just think that in this world where, like, you know, there's so many trends, like, which I'm not shaming. Like, I think, you know, like, I, for me, like, personal style is about picking trends that resonate and, like, making them a part of, like, your rotation yeah. and not just blindly following things because other people are doing it. Like, when you're able to, like, have that discernment and be expressed in yourself, like, I feel like that is, like, living your art and it gives other permission to, it gives permission to other people who, like, might not have seen that modeled and it's just it's such a gift to be able to like to witness that in you too like i just yeah i think you're amazing and i think your aesthetic is like big baddie big creatress alchemist energy (laughs) i love it so much yeah i mean like it's it's super calling, but it is like
1: nobody is you like Mm -hmm. no one has ever been you no one Mm -hmm. will ever be you no one has your perspective experience opinions so it's like it seems like such a waste to be like i'm going to ignore the things that i feel naturally drawn to and like look at what a trend is it's like no you already have like the richest resource of like this
0: one in infinity chance to be yourself lean the fuck into that yeah exactly and i feel like to me like that has been such an antidote of like comparison or like envy with other people. Yeah. It's like I realized, you know, I'm like, okay, well, there's always gonna be quote unquote somebody who's better at this or more successful or prettier or like cooler, whatever that is. But like I realized it was like, but there's nobody else who's me. So I'm like, the more that I lean into like being me and like the more fully that I'm in my own lane, like, people aren't gonna be able to copy that because if they do it's inauthentic because it's who i am it's not who they are and like i feel like people can see that like you again like you notice people's authenticity and then it's like getting weird vibes from somebody who's like trying to be somebody else and like nobody else is you so like just it's not even worth it to compare because if you're so you then nobody else can compete
1: that's it like I feel like there's such a big people can have such a big fear around sharing their expression and their creativity mm-hmm. in their art online because it's like oh my god what if I get copied yeah but like dude if someone's copying you they're already like 10 steps behind and they're yeah. only doing a version of it like it doesn't yeah. have the depth and truth to it like nobody yeah. it's I just don't it's not a thing to be afraid of and exactly like you said like when we let ourselves enjoy like see other people doing stuff and be inspired by the fact that they're doing it but realize that we don't have to compare ourselves we don't have to morph ourselves into a way that they're doing it but it's just oh like the more i lean into myself the more fun i'm gonna have the more mm-hmm. <laughs> going be, be for me to create things and it opens up this possibility to yeah. create rather than to compare and to really restrict like when you compare yourself and you're like i need to do this kind of stuff you just like restrict your scope of possibilities to this teeny tiny thing and ignore like all of the potential that you have to do something in your own way
0: yeah oh i love that so much and I'm so grateful for you taking the time for this conversation that inspired me. I know it's gonna inspire so many other people. So where can people find you? What do you have that like you'd like to share? Like what do you wanna plug? I'm gonna add all the links below to your YouTube channel, to your coven, to your website, your social media. So please let us know what like what you have going on and where people can um, keep up with you
1: gorgeous it's been a beautiful conversation mm-hmm. like that she could talk to you all day
0: <laughs> i know you have to come back <laughs> on soon
1: yes please um so yeah people can find me i'm at gabriella rosie Um, all over the internet i've got two l's <laughs> um and i what do i have yeah i have the creatrix coven i have right now i have a free seven day yeah um course called the Artist guide to the internet so if anybody's mm. listened to this like i want to share my art online then check that out it's going to help you really clarify what it your ability to share yourself and to be expressive and use the internet as a really really powerful tool so yeah i'm really excited to share that but yeah all of us social media
0: <laughs> yeah amazing i'm gonna link all of them below so thank, thank you God, so yes. much for being here gabriella Thank you. <laughs> well, y'all, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Love, Lust, and Magic with the iconic Gabriella Rosie. Make sure to go subscribe to her YouTube channel, follow her on social media, and make sure if you're interested in becoming a member of the Creatrix Coven to sign up. I highly, highly, highly recommend her work. And you can also support her by buying her beautiful pottery, her incredible decks prints and or not prints but um like clothing and other pieces with her art and more and all those links are below and if you want to keep supporting me in the podcast please 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 leave five stars um if you're rating on apple podcasts please leave a little review subscribe it means everything for you guys to follow this podcast and to listen and If you want more hands-on magic, my newest book, Goddess Energy, Awakening the Divine Feminine Through Myth and Magic, comes out on March 19th on the spring equinox, and it is filled with magic, ritual, tarot spreads, affirmation, journal questions, embodiment practices, astrology, and more on working with the goddess, embodying the goddess, becoming the goddess, and I share many of her faces from cultures around the world. If you're looking for um, a way to create a meaningful and fun fun daily practice, my new class, Creating a Daily Practice, is up now on my website to purchase the recorded class. And I also have my three-part series, Perverting the Tarot, about working erotically with the tarot there, as well as... Um, self seduction, solo kink for self, for healing and self empowerment. You can find all those links below as link as well as links to my books, to my Patreon, to my website. And I'm just so grateful you guys are here. And I can't wait to see you next week. Have the best day, and I'll see you on the other side. Love, Lust, and Magic is produced by Zach Toman.